Oh, we going, we live. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, yep. Hello? We live. Episode 70. Wow. Big 7-0. We are danger right now to the coronavirus at 70. Oh, yeah. Do you think you're going to live to see 70, Stan? Nope. When do you think it's borrowed time for you? Like, how after what age do you think you're on borrowed time? I might already be there. Wow. No? I mean, potentially. Yeah. I've tempted faith enough times that, uh, who knows, at this point. Wow. But episode 70, Menace and the Man, Stan the Man, Dennis the Menace Bermudez. How is everybody today? Pretty good. Someone at your door? Nah, it's movement. Huh. Good old movement at the door. We got Lewis over here, our watch security guard, life insurance advisor on the prowl, checking, making sure nobody's at the door. So let me just give a little run through of our levels, make sure we're good to go. We got a little, we tried to get a little dressed up for this, at least Dennis did, and then he didn't tell me it was suit day, so I'm a fat guy in a little coat today. You are a fat guy every day. No. Yes. Some, what if I hang out with a bunch of like really fat people, like obese people? I'm just husky. <laughs> what do you think I do when I'm not around you? Eat and drink. I hang out with fatter people. Oh. So that way I'm the skinny guy. Wow. Smart man. Yeah, I mean, that's who you want to go with. Um, Yeah, that's what I would go with, actually. How's your level sound? You sound good? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I can't complain. And we know you do like to complain. Do we know that about me? Oh, I mean, I do. What are you? You're making, you're in your own head, Stan. Am I? Yeah. Oh, I might be. But episode 70. What are you drinking right there, Buzz? This is the, what do you think? The Hallertau? The Hallertau? Pilsner from Great South Bay Brewery. I haven't tried that one. It's not bad. Huh. Uh, there's one there if you want to give it a crack. Yeah, you know what? I wasn't going to have any, but you hit me with some shit that I ain't never seen. Yeah, a little early in the day, I guess, for a Hallertau Pilsner. Is it? Yeah. What do we got? Coronavirus episode, I mean, day, episode 70, but what is it? Coronavirus day, quarantine day. I don't know. People start on different days. Bro, and last time we were, uh... Abiding by rules today, you're pretty close. Oh yeah. We went anchor desk, so I gotta get my pen tapping. Yeah. Oh, I I got a uh, a pen for myself, but I don't know where I put it. You, we know we don't have a stack of papers to mm. like constantly do that with. Yes. So what's going on in Menace Bermuda's land? Um, you are an essential employee, so you've been out there. Yeah, I've been out there in the field. Uh, making sure that everyone has electricity because how can hospital workers or how can people... Well, you airdrop that to me and I didn't do something with it immediately, so why don't you text me that or airdrop yeah. it to me again? No, you obviously can't handle it. I couldn't handle the airdrop. You're correct. Man. So we'll jump right into Andy Galpin and then we're waiting on some people. Why don't you shoot DP another one and be like, we're calling you in 20 minutes. Or say we'll call you in a half hour. Because let me see, actually, if Wonder Boy was good to go. 
but let's jump right into Andy Galpin and then we'll start doing some configuring. What are we doing with Andy Galpin? We are FaceTiming? Uh, yep. Y- yeah. So tell me a little bit about Andy Galpin. I've actually heard a lot about him, just never... You uh, want to know why you've heard a lot about him? From you? He's been on the show. No, he hasn't. We didn't have him on the show? No. Oh, we had... Uh, what's his face? We had on uh, the XPT. Yeah, I can't think of his name right now either. I feel like a dick. No, I always forget his name. Oh, fuck. <laughs> PJ Nestler. We had on PJ Nestler. Yeah. And we've had on Chris Algieri. Yeah. And I know uh, Andy Galpin has a relationship with Parsons, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's how I have... Uh, Man, I could have swore we had him on. Well, no. Yeah, I get hit in the head, huh? Bro, think about how many times you've been hit in the head. Yeah, right. A lot. Oh, he's got an Android. Who's got an Android? Andy Galpin. So tell him to send us his Skype. And we bought the Skype with him. What's our Skype name? I don't know. I think it's Menace and a Man. Not a million percent sure, but. See, that's where you need to get sure. What, I need to get more sure shit? Yeah. You're going to be a real producer one day. Right now, I'm. Whoa, what? Did you do that yourself on the on the sideburns? Yeah. All right. I do that to clean up. I gotta go. I gotta go to a certain height with the beard, you know. Oof. It looks a little creepy. Let it grow a little longer, though. Let, what or don't longer? go as high. It doesn't look creepy. I don't know. You're a creepy guy, and I'm not creepy. <laughs> it looks a little creepy. Uh, sure do. Sure or, or duo. Or duo is his name? No, I think or duo means duo is like another service, much similar to. Oh. But I don't know what the fuck duo is. Andy Galpin 25. Andy Galpin. Oh, he just gave his shit out. I guess Skype doesn't really matter, though. Not the same as a phone number. Or is it? I don't know. I have a mutual connection with Andy Galpin, though. You know who that mutual connection most likely is? Me? Probably Dennis Bermudez. Huh? Probably Dennis Bermudez, yeah. Oh. All right, let me just make sure that the settings are on the headset. Audio, video. So what do you got? Do you have questions prepared for Andy Galpin? Ah. Well, so Andy Gallopin is the head of the exercise science department at Cal State Fullerton. So in my head, he just knows everything about the body. I'm not saying like, yes, he's a doctor by like his degree. Okay. So he probably. So I'm just, he's the smartest person I know that would probably be the most, if he's taking a guess, knowledgeable about the coronavirus. Okay, I like that. You know, like so, like let's say me and you are watching something, and, and they're using big words. I mean, you're like, I don't know what that means. Andy Galpin might know. One million percent. Okay. Man, my beard looks really good. Does it? I think so. Andy, what up, what's up, dude? How are you guys? I'm good, man. Oh, look shit. at yourself. You're wow. so clean and pretty. What do well, you? What do you just get done job interview? We uh, no, we have you on. Oh Jesus Christ! I heard Andy. You don't Galpin have to call me that. On. You can call me Dennis. That's All right. <laughs> I heard Andy Galpin was coming on. I was like, Dennis, give me a fucking suit jacket. What are you doing? 
Yep. You're so, embarrassing. Jesus. So he's wearing my uh, my suit jacket. Oh my God! You're you're kidding, were you? <laughs> I'm like you a, look terrible. I'm like, a, I'm like a foot taller than him as well. But it, it, oh my God! Well, we were trying to make a joke, you know. Yeah. We're both wearing shorts. Well, I am. You know what? It, it works. It worked. I liked it. I appreciated it. Thank you. I have on Reebok sweatpants. So what's going on, big dog? Uh, just trying to survive with two children in my house and not being able to kick them out. Man, like, in my head, shouldn't you be, like, curing the coronavirus? <laughs> I spend too much of my time working with assholes like you to be doing something important like that. Yeah, that's pretty true. That's pretty true. <laughs> um, but, no, your, your position at Cal State Fullerton is the head of the exercise science department? No, not even close. <laughs> Way off. That's what I tell everybody. Actually, yeah, I tell uh, people I gotta call my my scientist, Andy Galpin. Yeah, okay. Doctor Andy Galpin. Scientist works. Um, I am the the co-director for the Center for Sport Performance. Okay. Which is inside that that department. So, uh, that has a whole bunch of research labs inside of it. So I do run all those, and then all of my research labs. So you're not too terribly far off. Oh, okay. So you made me feel like I was like, well, Dennis, I'm an English teacher. Like, what do you? <laughs> Yeah. All right. I was in the in the ball field. Can I keep? I'm gonna keep telling people that. That's what you are. It, you know, it doesn't even matter. My mom still doesn't even know, really. Yeah. So she's just like, he's a doctor in L.A. I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not reading either of those things, but fine. That's so, cool. Ma. So in my head, like, obviously, I want to talk to you about a lot of things, but um, I just told Stan two seconds ago, you're probably the smartest person I know who knows the human body. Mm. Tough sell, but all right. <laughs> he right? He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't agree with you there, Dennis. I don't know, man. Like, there's a lot of people that are really smart. So, is this right. what I do for a living? Sure, but there's a lot of really smart people yeah, out there. Yeah, for sure. You're just being modest right now. Or you're you're very humble. Yeah, he's modest. So, how bad is the coronavirus? It ain't good. It ain't, ain't it good at all. Um, <clears throat> I mean, the real problem is. Like like most people that are halfway intelligent are saying is, it's the the fact that people don't really understand math, and what I mean by that is it's the exponential growth that's the problem. Um, so the it's the equivalent of like a traditional flu would give, say Dennis you got sick with the flu, right? Say ten days later you might have infected thirteen people. Okay, with Corona that exact same thing would be more like fifty nine thousand. What? Just because it, so, it can it can spread more easily not even close yeah it's way 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 faster and because of how exponential growth works it doesn't just add it it multiplies every time right so you've probably heard that thing where if you take a piece of paper and you fold it in half yeah and you did that every day for a month it'd actually be be able to take you from here to the moon that's that's what exponential growth looks like wow. um, it's not just like well it goes higher and higher no it goes really high really fast so the problem is um, it's the medical care. So you already have, like, you know, did you see um, Durkin's post this morning? Uh, so, on the bike? No, with Christine, his, his girlfriend. Oh, no, I didn't see that. I just saw his bike picture. She's a nurse in uh, the Bay Area, and they're 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 out of everything. Yeah, they're just, she, they're full. I, I, she's, like, wrapped in a bubble, I think, or wrapped in, she has, like, something wrapped around her head. Yeah. So folks that have to go to the hospital, man, if, if you're in one of these even reasonably bad areas and you go to the hospital, that could be it for you. Um, just like a basic flu now is going to kill you 
potentially because they just don't have space. You're going to be laying on a floor in a hallway. And that's California. Um, so they're running out of supplies. We're in New York where they're, that's all the news is right now is how we have you're no already supplies. out. Yeah. Yeah. And y'all fuckers live in a closet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? L.A. is 20 times the size in terms of distance. You guys are right on each other everywhere. Yeah. I think there's like 25,000 or 28,000 people per square mile in New York City. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Long Island's a little different, but that's the city, which is insane. Yeah, yeah. But it's not that far from Long Island to the city. I mean, there's enough commuter going back and forth. You're, you're basically right there. What's going right? to happen is if NYC gets like condemned with the coronavirus, they're going to be like, yeah, Long Island, you guys are stuck there simply because these guys are in the middle of you guys getting off of the island. Yeah, that's a wrap, son. Yeah. That's it. And so it shuts down uh, a lot of the things. Um, that That's the real problem with it is, you know, like, so, so people understand, again, like, you can kind of see the same same thing with bad science when it comes to, say, supplements or people trying to convince you of different things on the Internet. Um, so say that they give you a supplement and they say, okay, it, it, it doubles your chance of getting stronger or something. Right, right, right. Well, you have to understand if your chance of getting stronger was 1 in 1,000 and it took you from 1 in 1,000 to 2 in 1,000, the number sounds like it's doubling, but it's not actually important. Right? Because you still are at 2 out of 1,000. It's not a number that's actually relevant. Right. This is the inverse of that, right? It's the same token by the end of the scope. It's like, well, now when we double your risk, because it's exponential curve, it's not a linear curve, now the risk just went from infecting 40 people to 4,000. Right. And then they're going to double, and it's just like before we know the whole thing is going to be going over. Um, so that's that's the real problem. If it's how infectious this thing and how well it can spread. Um, and just people aren't listening. So that's... Well, that that's, seems that's to be the biggest problem is, yeah, people aren't abiding or taking the the whatever they're getting what, what would you call them the mandates or the st- yeah. the shelter in place orders and whatnot they're not taking it seriously. so here's here's my circle stan <laughs> work my kids my girlfriend yeah. and like i guess her mom yeah that's enough though that's enough to keep it going yeah yeah all it takes is one person to get it they said like what is it called I watch movies, so that's how I know it. You, you went to school for it. The RO, like the recipro- how it reciprocates. They said that the coronavirus is like three to four times, maybe, five, right. maybe five times. So for every one person it infects, they might, they're going to infect five people. Yeah. So honestly, for me, I haven't been paying too much attention because I'm not leaving the house anyways. Right. Um, I mean, I got a two-week-old baby. Yeah, so yeah, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to be leaving the house anyways. Right. For the most part, because you, you know those little guys can't afford to get sick. Because uh, they have anyway, zero so immune system. It's tiny. It's, it's almost nothing. Especially with like shots coming up and stuff like that, right? Oh, so What's... you just had a kid. Two weeks, you said. Yeah, two weeks. Well, congratulations. Not yeah. the best timing, but. Thank you. I was waiting. How I was wondering how long it fucking take for, for you to say, "Hey, congratulations! You got a two week old. You just blew right by that. Wanted to do your own shit. It's all yeah, about you guys. Stan. That's no, cool." I'm the one who did it. You're the one who was going past. Stan. Him. Stan's such a piece of shit. He's like lucky. He has no class, man. I know. I'm the one who did it. What do you mean? <laughs> You're wild. Dennis, he doesn't have. A, he doesn't have a proper fitting jacket. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> how how is let's let's uh we can come back to it a little later. But how is your daughter dealing with being an older sister? <laughs> so she's she's been hell um for two weeks wow like not jealous or no how old is she now 
Um, she's like 21 months. So like a year and three quarters. When do people stop using months? To 24 after 24? Bro, I stopped using months at like two. And I would always yeah. be like, ah, she's like a year. And they're like, she's yeah. six months old. I'm yeah. like, ah, whatever. It's a year. Like, yeah. You ever seen that movie, of... that movie Grown Ups when it's like, how old is he? He's 48 months. He's yeah, four because yeah. he still sucks yeah. on the nipple. Yeah. yeah. But, um, no, he's not really too jealous. But the problem is as soon as we brought him home, this corona kicked off and it's been raining nonstop here. So th- this poor kid is two and hasn't been able to leave the house for two weeks. Yikes. So she's just going bonkers because she used to go all over. The, there was like a library time we take that she get taken to, and all these little social activities and the playground. Yeah, and yeah, all. yeah. She's just running around all day, and now we're like, you know, like go back to your room for more books. She's like not having it. So a she cool side. A, so it's been awful. So my one of my old uh, wrestling coaches put up a video to do with your kids. He took a piece of string and he just placed it on the ground. And then he got like various digging tools, and he's and he got a, like a little book, a little piece of paper that says uh, "alive, not alive." And like the kid digs in the soil and tries to find bugs and all, you know, and just and you can move this little ring wherever you want. And the kid digs; they're gonna get dirty and muddy, but whatever. But it's like uh, a learning. I've been taking it. I've been taking it out in the rain anyways because I'm like, we got to go outside. Yeah. And they're like, it's raining. I'm like, I don't care. Go play in the mud. Yeah. Like, let's go. Well, you're a SoCal. So what's the temperature there right I now? Wanna, I want to see what you're talking about, though. I want to see that post. Okay. That sounds interesting. I'll, I'll tag you in it. So, yeah, send that over. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. I gotta, we've been running the gamut, man. I'm like, I keep showing her. I'm like, hey, you want to go in Dad's ice chest and take an ice bath? And she's wow. just like, no. No chance, <laughs> I'm like, right? Like, yeah, I'm like, so there's, you know. So what's, but, the, what's the newborn? A boy, girl? Boy. Boy. Finally a boy. God. Finally a second. <laughs> Make it sound like he's got like three girls. Finally a boy. <laughs> no, I didn't really carry it away, you know, but it's good. Uh, and he's he's mostly healthy. Yeah. Um, I had a little scare there, but turns out I think he's going to be all right. So, um, so yeah, what- so mom, like, delivery went way better this time and everybody, and, and mom's recovering way better, so... Uh, now we're pretty good, man. Yeah. So now where you are in SoCal, are you on quarantine? Like, are you in shelter in place? You're, you're supposed to stay in the house? Kind of. I don't, I don't think it's really clear, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, they shut down Cal State Fullerton a couple of weeks ago, so I'm not going there anyways. And then they're told we're told to stay, you know, quote, unquote, at home. But, you know, they're, they're not patrolling it. They're not enforcing it really or right, anything like that. Right. So. Um, with the exception of going to the pharmacy, grocery store, and a hospital, go to those places. But I don't go to those places anyways. We canceled some of our like checkup appointments and stuff because I'm like, it's just not necessary. Right. I don't take him there. I don't want to take our family there. Um, I got a freezer full of deer meat, so we're not going out to the store too much. Right. So, um, yeah, we're we're kind of. I mean, I take the, I take her out in the, the backyard and stuff. I like it. But it's about as far as we can get. So speaking of deer meat, right? So on the last episode, I was talking to Stan about how people were getting a little crazy. You know, like the gun stores are fucking, there's lines around <laughs> the block. There's no more ammunition. There's no more guns. So Because you live in New York, yes, number one. Yeah. So I bought a crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course you did. Off Amazon. 
And, uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. A four hundred dollar crossbow, right? Well, I mean, hey, I would hate for if someone comes in here, I'm like, hey, get out of here, and then it like fucking doesn't do awesome. Uh-huh. Right? No. I'd be like, man, I should have spent the extra hundred dollars, and now me, Stan, and my family's alive. Yeah, exactly. And this, imagine you get that cheaper bow, and it doesn't fire, yeah. and Stan gets me something. It's just an awful, awful experience for everybody involved. Yeah. You want no part of that. So, no, that's, I, I'm with you. Now, I'm already fortunate because I'm fairly well stocked with firearms as it is, so that yeah. didn't really matter to yeah. me. Yeah. Do you, you have know. a crossbow as well? I do not have a crossbow, though. I mean, I that's put that something that's face. fucking pretty cool to have in general. Yes. I've seen people yeah. that, that that's, right? like, that's like next level taking out deer or human. Is a crossbow. Yeah. I used to chase uh, rabbits and quails and stuff like that around with a real bow and arrow when I was a kid. But crossbows, more, right. I feel like when we go into like Mad Max style. Right. I'm going to be, you're, everybody's going to be trying to get a crossbow. I'm like, I already got one. You guys already got your guns, but you're all ammo. Exactly. But I got bolts. It doesn't even, the crossbow yeah. doesn't even shoot arrows. It shoots bolts. You're, you're ahead of the curve right now. Thank you. Way ahead of the curve. But he's got a t- it still hasn't come, so he's got to do some it, target practice. Shut up! Don't. Or it's here. It's in the box in the front of the house. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> he's blowing up your spot. Stance has blown up the spot. The this episode was filmed a couple days ago. Well, because the thing is, I like all <laughs> I need to do is just shoot you and slow you down. Then I get my hands on you. Then, then, then it's 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 that's it. Yeah, it's would, been a while since you've been out there, man. I don't know. You might be a little bit rusty. Get up to the guy and you go to throw some punches and get fatigued. You're gonna be out of breath. Those six minute miles, maybe look like nine minute miles now. I don't know, man. Well, I could. I promise you, I could run a sub six mile. It might be painful, but I could definitely do it. And then, stand, 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 how, how long ago did I go and spar? Was that a month ago? Oh, that was like yeah, maybe a month. Three ago. three yeah, weeks a, ago. A month ago, maybe. A month ago, I went in to see what the, what the kids got. Hadn't punched anything. In over a year since my last fight, and I went in there, fucking cracked my neck. Kid still got it, right, Stan? Yeah, he was doing good. Going with fucking a bu- taking these young bucks down. Going with a bunch of young I was, bucks. Uh, I didn't realize that you could go in there and spar with high schoolers. So that's good. Great. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, hey, anything to keep them, you know, make you feel good. <laughs> some solid amateurs. <laughs> yeah, definitely some solid hey. amateurs. They had a mouthpiece in. You got to start somewhere. You got to restart somewhere, right? <laughs> Hang on. And me and you have talked about this. We're like, I, my body would be run, really run down in like a, like a fight camp. And I'm like, yo, I just need to go with like easy people for my mental. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know? Yeah. No yeah. Confidence is pretty important. So that segued into my next thing. So me and Andy have worked at, and you've been mentioned, I don't know, hundreds of times on the show. Endlessly. I talk about you all the time. Yeah. Nice. Because uh, how handsome you are. Um, but, uh, no, we, you know, you go over everything with me from testing my weaknesses and flexibility and mobility to uh, even a little bit of nutrition, uh, volume, all these things. Um, what other fighters do you work with or have you worked with? And then we'll get into your current people you're working with. Uh, I mean, loads of people in the past. Um, right now, I spend probably the most of my time right now is on some major league baseball players. Okay. Um, just we were getting ready to go into season, and then 
you know, things got canceled spring training, but in terms of, uh, fighters, um, Helen is still going out there. So she's a wrestler, amateur wrestler and disqualified yeah. weight. Probably we need to get her on Tokyo, the show. But then- You'll love her, Stan. Oh, yeah, I- Kylin, I do love no, her. No, not Kylin. Oh, it is. Helen. 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 <laughs> Helen, yeah. The last name with a Y, right? Helen Marulis. What's her name? No, Marulis. Marulis, M-A. Marulis, yes, yes, yes. I've seen her Marulis. before. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll connect you guys. She's great. Um, and we want, she's Tom been T- out for couple- we want Tom Tiana as well. Yeah, right now, Suarez I could probably just like message her, but. Yeah, I, I can connect you guys too. Yeah. Um and then Brian Ortega is like those are the two ones I'm spending the most time with right now. Oh, Ooh, throw us um, throw us Brian Ortega. We would love to have Brian Ortega one day, if if possible. Brian is looking for plenty of things to do right now because <laughs> everybody's bored of their mind. So I'm yeah. sure they'd all say yes right now. Yeah. Um, those two dudes, uh, who am I missing? Um, uh, a couple of girls, um, in like PFL, uh, Jenna Fabian. Just fought and Muay Thai, and she's getting ready to fight PFL again. Um, and then a bunch of girls and guys that are sitting on the sidelines right now waiting for fights. Yeah. For the most part. But the, so, I'd say the vast majority of my time for fighters is Tatiana because uh, what I do and the way I work, it's, it doesn't work with, with volume of people. So it's, you know, it's super in-depth and super high-touch. So I try to keep those numbers down. Yeah, I feel like you have uh, a lot of people right there. Uh, I, I mean, I, the total... When, Probably like 15 right now. Wow. Like Scott Holtzman is always there. Yes, yes. But Scotty's a fucking pro, dude. He's such Hot a sauce. pro. Um, so there's lots of people. I'm forgetting them all. But well, even that. Those like, are some of the big We've talked about you enough on this show that Dennis was just telling me, like, no, he's definitely been on the show. I'm like, bro, he hasn't been on the show. Yeah, he has. Yeah. That's how much we talk <laughs> about you. Every two or three episodes, you're brought up 100%. Yeah. We've had uh, on PJ Nestler, Chris Algieri, Ryan Parsons, Pat Cummings. Yeah. So, yeah, you've yeah. always been in the conversation. And obviously, your work with Dennis, he's always, when I used to work with Andy, he's always telling when I used to work with Andy Galpin stories. Oh, shit. Throwback Thursdays. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's it's evolved, though, man. It's it's quite different. Um, I'm having a lot of fun. The, the cool part about having, you know, Tatiana being local is she comes down and trains with me. Yeah. So I get to act the PJ part, you know, like I get to work with her on the daily at Fullerton. And then Ortega is, is kind of the same thing. Real quick, so from my own, from my pride, are his numbers better than mine? Uh, it depends on what you're talking about. Because I was better than Connor in most things. Uh, physically, I would have no shame in telling Brian this because he knows. Um, yeah, they're just I way more flexible like than me. Com- if we did like a physical combine between you two, it wouldn't be much of a contest. Right. Well, even you worked with McGregor as well, right? I did, yeah. Hang yeah. on, the UFC definitely yeah. saw what we did, and we're like, "Hey, we need you to do Connor and DC." Yeah, I mean, the whole PI is copied off my system. Yeah, Dennis has so a few of those stories. I was doing, and they're like, "All right, we got to build a PI, and this is exactly what we're doing." So, yeah. I mean, I know all those guys really well, really close. Yeah. So, Dennis was like, no, "Here's what we're gonna do, Dana. We're gonna put me on the Jimmy Fallon show. He's from my hometown." They were like, "Great idea, Rhonda. You want to go on Jimmy Fallon?" <laughs> Two weeks later, she was on. I was like, yo, what the fuck? Stop, really? I swear. Yeah. Man, it's funny. I could, You could tell even more, but I could tell a hundred stories like that with, about Dana and the UFC in general. You could probably tell a thousand. I'm not saying that's not. really how it went down, but that's how it, it just, it just how, yeah. In my head, I'm like, yeah. hang on. I just saw him 
Like, not too long ago, I said we should get me on the Jimmy Fallon show because... And then, well, I don't know if I said it to anyone or if I thought it. I was like, man, I would be awesome on Dancing with the Stars. And then fucking... Paige. Paige was on Dancing with the Stars. I'm like... <laughs> I don't think you had much of a chance on that one, bud. Yeah. Hang on, dude. You ever see how moves. I move, dude? And I ain't talking your dancing ability. I'm talking about who they want to put on that show. Uh, oh, yeah. They would have put Dennis with like a well, six-foot... Well, I mean, foot, I tell you what. They would have put you with like a six-foot Swedish broad. At the end of that season... I'd be a, a house name and loved hey, by millions. Hey, right now, if the UFC is trying to ramp up their Puerto Rican viewership, you would smash that market. Oh, come on. You would, you would crush it. It's just too bad that there's not enough Puerto Ricans, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> if you like 12 of them. You know, like, ah, it's not even worth it. Yeah. That probably would happen. They were worried that they're like, if we put this guy on Dancing with the Stars, he's going to be a household name. Mm. And then people are going to write in and be like, yo, this guy is too pretty. Stop letting him fight. And there'd be petitions right. and they wouldn't let you fight anymore. Yeah. It's probably what would have happened. Man. But Dennis was almost on Jimmy Fallon, was almost on yeah. Dancing with the Stars. Was the first, was he the first UFC fighter you worked with? No, Durkin. No. 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 Jake, Jake Ellenberger? Um, no. Um, I know you had over, I mean, uh, what's his face? The fucking. Who's the legend with one shitty arm? Oh, Boss. Boss. Yeah, Boss. You work with Boss. Boss has one shitty arm? What do you mean? Yeah, his one arm has, uh, he's got nerve Atrophy. damage, right? Yeah. His, yeah, his right arm doesn't work, really. Um, but even dudes, honestly, there was a bunch of dudes that I trained with and worked with um, before I even got to California that ended up making it to the UFC. Mm-hmm. So dudes when I used to live in Indiana. Oh, so you're from Indiana originally. No, I did my PhD there. Okay. So I had a, actually even in Memphis there was guys that that I started working with um, that were they did, none of them made it to the UFC because this was like 2005, but they were on like Strike Force and some of the big stuff right there. And then when I went to Indiana, then there was some there was probably four or five guys that I worked with that made it to the UFC um, from there. So. Where does Dennis Bermudez rank as far as the greatest MMA fighter athletes <laughs> you've ever worked with? Hang on. And the thing is, the reason why we like the show is we make fun of me and everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> so. I told you, man. Like, there's, um, you know what the funny, the funny story, I don't know if you're going to find it funny, Dan, but the thing about sports and the thing about combat sports and one-on-one sports is, like, there's a, there's a real, real thin hair between, you know, like, all-time great legend and pretty good i mean you get the the not just horrific judging and what was it four straight fights oh yeah i mean just three, brutal judging three, three straight bad fights judges and, and, one, and one bad referee and the in the the whole history of your the whole your whole legacy is different yeah i mean it really is it's now it, you go from like wow like great ufc career but all of a sudden like shit guys you know 12 and 2 in the ufc or whatever the fuck it was like so it's man that the line between that it really is different. So sometimes with combat sports, man, it's not fair. Like like a good example is Connor versus Aldo. Like, can you really say Connor's that much better than Aldo? Well, we really didn't get to see because it was a one punch. Right, right, right. Boom! Like if you say Connor versus Nate, well, now we've seen those dudes fight for like thirty five minutes. Yeah, we got a pretty good idea of what their skill sets look like. What about George versus Masvidal and, and Askren? Like five seconds, you don't really get to yeah. see. So combat sports are hard like that, you know, because it's, it's like the game, 
you don't you don't get to play to regulation every time because it's almost you like know? people are like he finished him in four seconds like he's that much better like no you're like how no. how are you gonna say he has a chance he beat him in 13 seconds like, uh <laughs> you don't know fighting yeah, yeah. you kind of sitting there like i mean do you have a very strong point <laughs> yeah but it's just hard to judge things like that you know like when you talk about the NBA and LeBron versus, like, you have such a huge sample size. Yeah. And they get caught with one bad game or one bad this. You get to, like, well, okay, it washes out. But with, with fighting, it doesn't. Yeah. You know? And even, like, if to go back to your first fucking fight when you knocked Rando out three times in one fight or whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, yeah. Then you punch him and bring him back, and then yeah. he arm buys you. Yeah. That's not, it's not luck, but it is, like, look, if you fought ten times, you probably win that fight. A whole lot more than you lose it oh for sure so it, it, that's that's the story you know that it's one of those things where you that's why we love sport though because you're gonna go back and be like gotta get better to do about it yeah i feel it's like just... that was a long sugar coat on him being like dennis you're probably like number 10 <laughs> probably like number 10 of guys i worked with he, he's not in the top 10 <laughs> he's not no, he's not even in the top 10 featherweights i've worked with <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, he's kidding. I think I only worked with. I mean, <laughs> uh, but what like you? Sean O'Malley would have beat this guy up in sixteen. No, all oh, right, you work with Sean a little. Or no, do you work with Sean? You you talk. You work with Die a little bit, right? Yeah, we do. Well, we do a bunch of different things. Um, not as much right now, but I've known Sean since before he was in the UFC. He looked great his last fight. Oh man. yeah, we, we'll we're talk. We've had him on the show before, and he was gonna maybe come on today. He was busy, and then we might, if I'll talk to Dennis, maybe we do another episode later this week or next week. We're going to get Sean O'Malley back on. Yeah, tell him he's a little bitch. <laughs> no, he's, he's great. I told him, um, I told him, I said, hey, before the fight, I said, do you remember when uh, Dominic Cruz got hurt and came back and fought Mizugaki? Mm-hmm. Cruz was off for like two years, and he came back, and he just, and Mizugaki's good. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. he's really, especially that time, he was really good maybe top five guy or eight or something and probably underrated, but Cruz just, just floored him. He just, just torched him. I was like, this is exactly what's going to happen. You're going to be, and he came back and that guy, he fought's good too. Really good. Oh yeah. And just, just lit him up. So we were, I was really happy to see that. We were talking about that going into that fight, how Keone's is a fucking killer. The guy he was fighting is a scrappy. He's, he's, he's fucking tough, man. Yeah. I was I was like going to that fight. I'm like, oh god. Like where the, I, the consensus is, like maybe they're gonna groom O'Malley and give him easy fights. They gave him Kionis, and it was like, hmm. They're kind of giving him a guy who could easily catch you and put your lights out. For sure. Um, you know, like there's been previous fights with Sean where I'm like, all right, I'm not too worried about this one. Yeah. You know, like this is great, but this one I'm like, ah. And it reminded me a lot of. Um, you guys remember when Aaron Pico fought Henry Morales? Yes. And I, I heard that matchup, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Morales is a bad motherfucker. All Pico's That's fights, yeah. Really tough. Really tough, and he hits super hard. I'm like, this guy's in his third fight, and he's 21 or something? Like, you want to do this? And Corrales put it on him, man. Like, pfft. So, anyway, you got to be careful of those things. Did you work Michelle's- with Pico a little bit, too? No. No. Well, Pete, I was going to say. He lives just, or he comes down here to the training lab with uh, Sam and those guys pretty often, but we've never crossed paths. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's in New Mexico now. Yeah. He He kind of bounced. Yeah. I I remember I was in Albany 
watching him wrestle like he was 17 years old wrestling like a starter from Russia. And I was, I think I was already like in the Ultimate Fighter a little bit. And I remember like watching, I'm like, what? It doesn't even make sense. Like just yeah. tooling this man, a boy, tooling a man. And then when I heard he wanted to get in a fighting, I'm like, do not come in the UFC. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then when I saw you with the belt, I'm like, yes. Even yeah. though if he came to the UFC, I was fucking do what I got to do. But like, that's not like he's younger, like strong. <laughs> and I heard he was like a Golden Gloves champion. There's, I mean, it's hard to argue someone who's had a better pedigree walking in, right? Mm. And he's like four and three, which is to say, like, that just shows you how hard it really, really is to win three, four, five, six fights in a row. Even yeah. if they're giving you cans, which they did, except for Henry. But still, like, that's just a, it's a really hard sport, man. It's just too easy to lose. There's too many ways to get clipped and caught. And Oh, well, even, you know, P- no, Pico, Pico didn't have cans, that, that big of cans. Pico had a tough. He had uh, yeah. Morales. I know he had that dude Freeman who's a badass. And then he had the alpha male guy. I forget the alpha male guy's name. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. But, yeah, it's, it's a hard sport, you know? Like, the, you don't get to play the regulation. <laughs> I wonder, <laughs> like, what was – I mean, do you think it was the money, the potential fame, or do you think he just thought he would do better in it than wrestling? Because like, he was headed towards being, like, the real deal. Well, no, he was already the real deal, but at such a young age. I think he got pretty close to qualifying for the Olympics in his yeah. last year, 17 or something, yeah. 18, right? Oh, He was right there, like you said. Um, not I the, don't know. Not the alpha male guy, the Henry Hoof guy, Borix. Oh, yes. Yeah, Borix is a fucking killer. He shouldn't, yeah. he shouldn't have fought Borix. No, when I saw that matchup, because I've worked with that guy, and that guy's pretty young too, but he's from like another country. I don't even know. like. Oh, yeah. Adam yeah. Borks, yeah. Adam Borks. And, like, I've worked with him, and I'm like, you're a kid. And I was, like, had to pour it on this guy to, like, to feel, like, okay, like, safe. That kid's really good. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he, it's, it's, a, it's a tough sport, man. He beat Leandro Higo, who's a fucking stud. That's the one he slept, right? That's the... Yep. Did he sleep? And right? he looked amazing in yeah, that fight. Yeah, elbows and punches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that... I mean, all... Most likely, he's going to fucking be a killer. He's going to go... He's probably going to win 20 fights in a row. Yeah. For sure. But so me... He's going to be... So, from a... Again, we're talking to a goddamn scientist. We, we you know, we've had Doc on. We talked about how everybody has already... Only has so many rounds. Do you think... Obviously, if Aaron started later in his career, he could go... Well, I just looked at him. He's 23. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was like twenty five, maybe twenty. No. He's twenty three, still very young. I'm just trying to think, or like, like when you touch the button and it get you get knocked unconscious so many times, right? It just is that something that just it just becomes easier to do. What's well, the nobody really knows. People, people say that all the time, but I feel like I um, see it. Yeah, there's there's some theory that. That uh, the nerve in the behind your jaw just gets a little bit uh, more sensitive, and so it, it shuts you out quicker on purpose for your own safety. Right. Um, yeah, they said like, the, and, and yeah, the it brain. happens. Like you see guys, you see guys. Like there's a tons of guys, Vanderlei and Dan Henderson, guys who just had just un- like Mark Mark Hunt, the guys that had un- unbelievable jaws, 
And then all of a sudden they start just going out and out and out and getting wobbled left and right. Like I think Dan Harrison got wobbled or dropped in his last seven fights or something. Just yeah. like not once for 35 fights and then all yeah. of a sudden. So it clearly happens. Um, you know, yeah, this is why it's so important to, to be real, real careful about headshots in the gym. And like you look at like guys like Rory, you know, Rory was in the UFC at like 21 or 22 or something. Right, right. McDonald, yeah. yeah. And, and you're like, God, he's been around for forever. And you're like, God, he's 27. Like, what? How'd that happen? You know, I remember thinking the same thing about, about uh, Nick Diaz. And you're like, oh, man, he's gone. And Strike Force, oh, he came back. And you're like, and he's 30. What? I feel like he's been around for forever because he's in the UFC at 19. So, you, yeah, it's great. Like, you can go be the – but the, the, the example on the backside of that is always John Jones, who was in the UFC at 19 whatever he was champion at 21 or something 23 okay 23 right so but then he only fought like once a year from there out yeah because the suspensions and being off and so he's able to fight into his mid-30s because he's not fighting very often and he's not sparring hard and because the, his style he doesn't take shots really yeah and then an example that's popping in my head is sometimes guys leave it in the gym and the person i would use is someone you guys know very well is pat coming yeah yeah the way we're talking about pat like you said you've seen pat beat some of the top yeah. heavyweights and light heavyweights in the world sure. in the gym, but then the way he always feels like it didn't always translate into the fights. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that I, I don't know if age has anything to play with it, but he's also like, he cut a lot of weight, but not crazy. And he always did it very smart and was, but I've seen, I mean, like myself, I feel like I cut like, I was cutting like 30 pounds yeah. oh sometimes, God, yeah. you, you know, I wasn't like I was a fat person, you know, like my yeah. buddy Ryan Flair cut a lot of weight and so, you know what I mean? Parsons hit the nail on the head. You only have so many rounds. It's right. a true thing in fighting. Like yeah. Basketball, baseball, football. Well, football is a little different, but basketball, baseball, they're all a little different. You only have so many rounds in fighting. It's very tough on the body. The Even the tra the mental toll tasks to go through a training camp and then lose a fight or even win a fight. Like, it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. I would, I yeah. would almost like to have taken, like, my college wrestling st strain I put on myself and put it towards fighting. You know what I mean? Mm. That definitely took years off my life. You know, making weight two, three times a week and, you know. Yeah. Wrestling. Yeah, that stuff's all hard, you know. Um, but there's, there's there's always guys like that. And there's there's guys on the other side of that, too, where you're like, you know, like Dan, Dan I don't know if Parsons talked about Dan Anderson, but he's legendary. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's legendary in terms of being the last guy in the gym and the first guy out. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, wow, okay. And well, then you could people said, oh, you're he's lazy and he doesn't train hard, etc. But then he also fought longer than everybody else did. Yeah. So you t you tell me, like, there's a little bit of intelligence there to being like, yeah, you can put in all the miles when you're 25, but people will warn you, and if you listen, it'll work. If you don't, you're going to be out of the sport by 32. Yeah, and he's such an amazing person to work with because he watched me like evolve and get older, and I would, you know, hey man. I feel like yeah. shit doing this. He's like, dude, your volume yeah. is, you're older now, Dennis. I'm like, yeah, but I need to still win. It's like, and then he's like, if I told you the things that, <laughs> was it Randy Couture yeah. or Liddell? He's like, if I showed you his, what his week looked like before his last fight, you would laugh. Who, oh, Randy's yeah. week? Was it Randy or was it Liddell? Well, there's loads of people. I mean, there's tons of examples I could give on all those guys. But I mean, just... their workload has to be way less because of, yeah, Liddell, I mean, if you watch what he did specifically before camps, you're like, how does this even happen? Um, but the, the the mentality for 
MMA camps, people get multiple things confused and conflated, right? Which is your SEAL development, your your conditioning level, and then your weight management. And those are the three things people are always training around. But typically what I have found is people are just training through anxiety. Yeah. And, and that's really what it is, is you just want to train because of the anxiety, which is totally understandable. You only get to fight a couple times a year. The pressure is really, really, really high. It's embarrassing, your physical damage. And you don't get to try again for six more months probably. Yeah. And so it's really it's it's really getting control of the anxiety and saying, look, like if you can really understand that I know that when you're taking this day off, all you can feel and hear is like shit, I'm not training right now. And if I lose because I get tired in a fight, all I'm gonna think about is is stay off right now. But it's it's what we call the short game versus the long game. So that anxiety is the short game. It's trying to get you to go again right now, do another round, coach to this and do an extra but the long game is understanding okay, great, I'm trying to build a longer career. And if I can stay in this sport for two or three years longer, you make more money at the end. For sure. Right? Your fight, fights at the end of there, or when you're paying, you're going to make more probably in your last fight than you did in your first seven fights combined. Right. So that's what you're really going after. And being able to get in and out of camps longer and not being completely shut down before you want to be shut down. And if you want to be shut down at you know, seven, fine. But at least being able to make that choice and not having your body take that choice from you. Yeah. Like like BJ. Like BJ is a classic example. Just like his body took that choice from him. Right. Could yeah. couldn't give it up, right? Fighters right. are always playing that game of on the walkout or in the locker room beforehand or even a couple of days before the fight of did I do enough? For sure. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And even then jiu-jitsu competitors, wrestlers, everybody plays yeah. that game. Yeah. But so like working with Andy and and then going to a, the gym, you know, like and I started out doing my own thing. I met him. He would tell me what to do, and I'd still do my own thing. You know, you and met, I slowly you started through to Doc, emerge. Right? Yes. Uh, but the thing is, me doing my own thing, even though he told me to do another, is because of the gym setting and kind of the people around me, like, almost like, that's all you're going to do? What, what do you mean you're done? Like, more uneducated people sometimes can be... I'm not saying the people I work with are uneducated, but just in yeah. general, more is better. What's that test you know? that we talked about? The reaction where you check the levels and it's like, oh, I'm not, I shouldn't train today. Oh, the mega wave. The mega waves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you do those yeah. with him? No, there's, uh, there's... He's got a different uh, program, but he, the mega wave is gives you definitely a ballpark. Yeah, yeah there's, like... there's there's lots of metrics. Um, I mean, with the where I differ with, especially what I what I do now, is uh, people don't really understand the human being part of this equation. Right. So, Keep okay, yeah, you can track you can track your mileage, you can track your heart rate, you can track your HRV and all that stuff. That's great. But when you come home and you're you got to watch your kid because he got sick and had to stay at home today, or you get into a, uh, an argument or you realize that your furnace broke and that's ten extra grand and you didn't allot for that and now you can't pay and then you're, I mean, you can't afford to pay your and all these other problems start kicking in. All the stress adds up, right? So what you have to be able to do is understand which lever to pull and which one to not pull. And so while you go to your wrestling practice and the wrestling team is like, well, this is what we do for conditioning. You're this far out and we do this drill and this is how many times we do it and this is how many laps. They're not factoring any other thing in the equation, right? And so if, if we're factoring everything in, we're, complete, we're accounting for the entire human being and we're like, well, that's great. We typically do seven rounds of this drill that we like to do for conditioning. But this is not a good choice because we're three weeks out or we're seven weeks out or we're hurt right now. Or, hey, we came into camp in a great spot, or we're low on calories today. Like, all these things need to change the equation. And so you're right. It's not that they're uneducated, and but they're just not taking the most uh, full account for the human being that we can, right? Because 
we may say, like another example, simply game planning. Right. right? So, hey, the game plan of this fight is not actually to wrestle a lot. And so we're not going to do the seven rounds in the wrestling thing today. We're going to do five because we need to save two rounds because we want to get more striking work in. Right. Because that's, I mean, but, I, I know when I was wrestling, I would just start going, like, especially as the season started coming to an end and, like, it was getting closer and closer to, like, I would start going harder and harder, probably entirely. I mean, I didn't think of it at the time, but because of anxiety. Yeah. 100%. It's 100% anxiety, but in that case, you have one thing to prepare for. Right. And so it's a little bit okay because if you go empty your gas tank in wrestling practice, you know for sure you got the thing done that you needed to get done. Right. You can't do that in MMA because then you're like, oh, okay, I emptied the gas tank in wrestling, but now I'm going to have anxiety because I'm going to go to my striking practice and I'm going to probably perform poorly. Yeah. Yes. And I'm going to go to strength conditioning and perform poorly. And that brings anxiety because you're like, oh, my God, I'm weak. I'll look at that. Oh, man. Right, so that's the cycle that you run into when you've got multiple things to train for. And so you have to be strategic. Uh, and so what I really do now, and even like we started with you guys a little bit, but the system is much better now, is, is understanding where to put the energy in the camp. And understanding, it, it's really prioritization. Yeah. And having so, the entire team understanding where to prioritize energy. Right. So Stan, you started talking about like metrics and stats and stuff like that, which I'm a big, I liked all that stuff, just to kind of see where I'm at. And even though, so... Andy, even though he's a scientist and used all these metrics stuff like that, wrote a book essentially on like, hey, you gotta be kind of connected with yourself rather than you know what I mean. Yes, is this yeah. your, is this your only book? Or you got multiple no. books. That's it, bro. One and done. All right, unplugged. Doctor Andy Galpin, right there. He also worked <laughs> with Brian McKenzie, who's like a breathing expert. Brian McKenzie. I never met Phil, Phil White. White. You've met. Brian uh, he's now? a he's a writer. Okay, so he took so all he of your guys' a, words and like made it translated it for someone like me to read, right? And organized it and did all the making sure that there's commas and periods and right. <laughs> words aren't spelled wrong and all that stuff. Um, yeah, so creatively it was, it was Brian and I, but yeah, that's we still use all those metrics. But um, a good example but of at that the end is of the day, you got to know you, man. You yeah. got to tell me, right? Uh, I mean, I, I, we had this happen with with hot sauce a bunch where we'll, we'll track hrv in camp and you know wakes up and is like he'll call me or text and be like hey hrv's in the tank today but here's the plan and and we've been like all right and we test a lot of times and we're like i'll oh, just go do the workout anyways and he'll get you know t- five minutes in the workout and he's like i feel great yeah he has a great training session and the days he gets hurt we'll go look back at the hrv and we're like well no hrv was great that day what is hrv uh, it's called the heart rate variability it's it's in this case, it's a it's a metric for your central nervous system, which is a metric of saying are you recovered or not. Okay. Right. So that's it's just tracking to say like, hey, are you overworked right now? Do you need a day off? Something and in theory, sim- score is low. Similar but different than the meta wave. Mega wave. It's similar. What is that's it? what a mega wave is. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. They're just different brands of it, companies of it. So yeah, we we just haven't honestly had a huge amount of success with those things. Um, when you have people, in my experience, athletes that are really in touch with themselves and that pay attention. And Hot Sauce is one of those guys. He's a pro, like I said earlier. So he just really, he's on it. Like, this is what he really does. Other folks, sometimes they're not paying attention. Like, I'll ask, like, how you feeling today? And it's like, great, every single day. All right, then I have Who's to ask that? again. Oh, like half the other people I work with. Oh, uh, yeah. I won't say names. Yeah. <laughs> but there's some where I'm like, all right, I don't trust you. When you when I ask you how you feel, when if I ask Scotty how he feels, he'll tell me. Yeah. Like, 
for sure. And I, and I know if I ask other people how they feel, I'm like, I'm not even going to ask you because I don't trust you at all. Yeah. Not that they're lying, but they don't really, they're not really even paying attention. They don't, you know, if I'm like, how you feeling today? They're like, great. And I'm like, how's your hamstrings? I'm like, oh shit, actually my hamstrings are blown up. How's your neck? Oh fuck, my neck is killing me. Okay, great. How'd you sleep? Oh, I slept terrible. Like, you know, nothing about you feels great. <laughs> Why'd you sleep there? I don't know. Uh, so, you know what I mean? Sometimes, that, like, sometimes I'd go in to see, like, my physical therapist, and he'd be like, so what's up today? I'm like, I don't... I don't, or even a massage. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I just, I guess just kind of give me a full body. And if I, and like, you know, they'll get to my hands. Like, oh shit, that's really tight. You know? Exactly. exactly. Who's that, ghost that's, that's, yeah. Sorry. I think there was a lizard on the wall or something. He went to go chase. <laughs> oh, you know his dog's name? Yeah. I'm, we're tight. I've been to his house for bison and shit. Nelk. No, for sure. Like I yeah. said, Andy, it's as if you've been on the show before numerous uh, times. How often you're talked about here. Yeah. I basically co-host, really. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm like a silent third-party co-host. Yeah. Well, if I need like, uh, like verification on something, like almost like you know, like we had to write essays and you had to like use it like a, oh, what's the word? Like a reference. You had to put all your references in the back of the. I reference you all the time. Like, no, Andy told me it's. Well, even when Menace sent me the text, like Andy Galpin's coming, I'm like, fucking about time, bro. About, I've had, I've heard enough <laughs> about this guy without talking to him, like. I'm starting to get offended, man. I didn't think I'd ever get the invite. Oh, stop. I'm like, man, all these other guys are getting on there. And no, we've Pat actually... Pat Cummins gets on the show. I can't get on. You know what happens? Yeah. We're, like, not consistent. We're, we're consistent that we'll put an episode out a week, but we're not consistent with our when we're doing the episode thing the way we should be. Mm-hmm. So there have been times where we've talked about having you on, and then we kind of, like, scrap the whole show and then do it a mm-hmm. few days later and then just snowball Look, effect. Everything changes. I get it. I'm the backup plan. You're like, oh, let's get Andy on. Eh, let's go find yeah. somebody better. Oh, found somebody better. Yeah. Kick him down. No, not <laughs> at all. You you were one of our first go-tos for this week. Well, he's available. He's not like he's like fighting people, you know? Yeah. And Menace yeah. said to hey, me. Hey, babe, sorry, I can't change the diaper. Got to go do a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so we're helping you out right now. Yeah. So now are you the diaper changing or are you that? It's a lot of, look, there's a lot of shit going on around my house, and there's a lot of diapers to be changed, so – it's a shared workload. Done? Two and done? Most definitely. Poor girl? Most definitely. The pregnancies were super hard on Natasha. So okay. She didn't even want to do the second one. She's just like, don't make me do this again. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not making you do anything. <laughs> but she's, yeah, they were really tough. So she's just like, she, she keeps saying, she's like, man, if something happens when one of our kids dies or something, she's like, we're not replacing it. It's over. <laughs> I feel like I would go the opposite way. If like one of my kids died, like just kill the other one too. I'm just, I'm going <laughs> to just go. We got to have a talk, bud. Sorry, yeah. man. Your days are done. I would just go like kill myself. I don't know. Or go into a depression. Yeah. If I what? bet your boys are getting fun right now though. Yeah, huh? they're pretty cool. But like, they're co- like, so Max like, hey, dad, let's go play football. I'm like, but you're like not good. <laughs> like you still can't really catch. Not really fun. <laughs> He's trying though. No, I'm kidding. No, we, we... your skills up a little bit, huh? Yeah. Go, oh. go, go! Practice and then come, come see when you're ready to compete. Go play with your uncle or something. I don't want. To. Man, I feel like when they become teenagers, I'm gonna like resurge as an athlete. Oh, for try sure. to keep up with them. Hundred percent. Ghostface. That's Noki, actually. Ghostface is. Oh. Oh, you have two. Know. Yeah. Damn, you got the full house. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of poop going on. Wow. 
Oh yeah. I, Back full of poop. Diapers are full of poop. Man. Just, I'm sure the wife's doing the diapers. She's not doing the dog shit, though, is she? No. Yeah, that's that's probably that's your designated job, I'm sure. Pretty much. Yeah. Damn. What a man. So, Andy yeah. Galpin, you're one of the smartest people we've ever had on the show. Yep. Is your take or advice on the coronavirus any different than the news has given us? What can people do to boost their immune system? Any special tips you can give to our audience? Anything? Nothing. Well... You can't really boost your immune system. That's not really how it works. Um, you can kind of, you can maintain it, maintain function, if you will. So, if you're immunodeprived somehow because of a poor diet or sleep, um, eating real food, sleeping, the, the honestly, like the third grade advice, is going to work fantastic. So this is a this is a great time if you can to get consistent sleep. Um, if you can and you have access, I know food's really hard, but just try to eat more whole real food, things like that. Uh, will help thing but if you get it you're you get it uh, most people are going to be asymptomatic so you're not even going to know or you'll be mildly symptomatic so there's nothing really you can do the only thing uh, the by far the most effective thing you can do is just not contract it in the first place so stay the hell away from people um you know clean the clean the if you're getting packages from amazon or something uh, clean those things or be really careful about that touching because that, that can bring it in um, but other than that, just take the time to to sleep, be healthy. Um, good excuse to do a lot of stretching and mobility, do some FRC and stuff like that. Uh, all can be done with your body weight in the house and you know, loosen up your hips or whatever if that's causing your back pain, fix your shoulder. There's a lot of things you can do at home. There's loads of stuff online that people are putting out there. That's what I was um, going to say too. So the way people are doing everything online, are you doing anything online for your clients or for the general public, anything like that? No, general public, I don't ever do stuff for. Yeah. Uh, um, but, yeah, no, the athletes, it, it doesn't stop for us. So baseball players are doing in-house, like in their apartment <laughs> workouts. Um, Brian is doing what we call prison workouts. Getting swole. Uh, it's like push-ups, sit-ups. Squats. Shit like, he loves it. He loves it. This is what he, this is basically all he used to do before anyways. Yeah. So he, you know, like he fought Max and. He fought world championship fights doing nothing but push-ups and sit-ups and just ridiculous prison workouts, as he calls them. So he's back to doing that, but he loves it for a couple of weeks. And he'll get back on the strength training program as soon as we can get back in the gym. That's um, one so of my I, favorite things about Brian Ortega. A lot of like casuals and people, they think because the way he looks, he's like clean cut. I'm like, nah, I'm pretty sure he's a fucking gangster. Like he's from the hood. Oh, word? Uh, you guys have no idea. Yeah. No, he's a, he's... Guys, is real is as real as it gets like that. But he uh, looks his appearance. It's like, oh, this guy's got blue eyes, nice wavy hair. Like he's a hipster. No, he's a fucking gangster. Brian oh, Ortega's I didn't gangster. know that about yeah. him. One of my he's first, a, one of my first interactions with Brian Ortega, he had just gotten to UFC. We were at a UFC summit that where they flew us in like groups to Vegas, and he was in my group of like thirty. And it's like me, Chris Wade, Michael Johnson. Uh, at the one end of the table, and he had got there like kind of early, and was sitting there, and he was by himself. And I'm like, I, I don't know, this guy's got to look about. I'm like, I know he's in my weight class, but like, it seemed like he wouldn't keep his eyes off me. I'm like, yo, man, is this stop looking? Like he just seemed like every time I looked in his direction, he was looking at me. At the time, I think I was like six in the. Ooh, uh -huh. I think I was up, up there. Yeah, he was, I knew he was sizing me up. I'm like, yo, you don't want this smoke, dog. 
<laughs> like you did like yeah. start looking at these other dudes because you ain't you ain't here yet. Yeah. 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 Now he's fought for the title fight for the title probably again <laughs> before he's done. Well now that we got retired, man, is he's peaceful with everybody. Yeah. 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 No, he's a he's a great guy. He really is. Super, super generous, really big heart, but man. Um yeah, he, he so him smacking that Korean dude makes sense. Yeah, dude, I, I mm. so <laughs> I saw him like two weeks ago or something, right? And he came into the gym, and he just this was like the Monday after all that stuff went down, and he just put his head down. And he's like, "I'm sorry, man." <laughs> I'm like, because he knew he's like, fuck. he was like a twelve year old, like when your nine year old walks yeah, in the room, yeah, you're yeah. like, "What did?" You? And he's just like, "I didn't have to say anything." He's just like, "I gotta stop getting in trouble." But I knew, like, when he said that a month before, whatever, he's like, if I see this dude, I'm slapping him. I was like, dude, do not, Brian. Like, because people say that, you know? Right. But I'm like, you guys understand this, where this guy's from. Like, if he says he's going to slap you on site, he's going to slap you on site. It doesn't matter. Like, put the fucking, like, all the cops there. Like, put, it doesn't matter. He's going to slap you. Like, it's where he's from. Like, honor and your word. This stuff is, is really, really big, big deal. So we're like, just do not, do not do this. And he's like, if I see the dude, I'm slapping him. And we're like, oh, fantastic, show enough. Like, and he, there's, there's more to the story I can tell you guys. Because I saw um, some, uh, I saw yeah. some articles on it. I was just, I. There's first... a lot more to the story that people don't really know. There's a lot more. It's really funny, but, uh, I mean, he knows. Like, he's like, man, I gotta, I gotta stop doing that. But, um, he's made a lot of improvements on that side of his life. He's made a right, lot, he's got, but he's, 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 he does like a huge charity, right? He does. He does a lot, but he he's still he's young. Um, How old is he? He hasn't been able. Hey, twenty late twenties. Okay, something like that. But he's also young money, you know. Like he doesn't come from anything, so he's just not used to the fame, and he's not yeah. used to the. So he's still learn like young like that, you know, like yeah. And he knows better. He, he's making better stuff. He's cleaned up a lot of his life, but dude, he lives right across the street from the court, from the jail. Oh wow! And I was like, "Why do you live right here?" And he's like, "Because I want to be as close to the cops as I possibly can." So he literally legit got a house right across the street from the the precinct because he's like, "I gotta be as close as I can <laughs> to, keep him, to these guys." Keep Just so he so he isn't fucking up, like yeah. Be, be, yeah, trying to be more accountable and like and just breaking those habits and breaking those circles. Um, and staying busy and, and, and things like that. Like I gave him a ton of training to do right now. Cause I'm like, you know, I don't mind as a devil's workshop kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. Make bad decisions, you know, like get you super tired to keep you real busy. Cause, and he's and he, the fact that he's in LA, man, I mean, you guys know this cause you're, you're in New York a little den, but like, imagine if you were in the city too and you have the stuff he has, but the access. I mean, people every day, major major celebrities are like yo bro come up and do this come to this party come to this and he's just like nope 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 and i'm like good and just like like big big stuff and he's like i gotta do this because you know such and such wants me to come up to this party whatever and and Modelo wants me to do it or whatever and, and in camp we have to just be like nope no nope, no nope. so he's yeah, getting in, a lot better in camp i'd be awesome being no 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 outside of camp i'm like let's fucking go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it's hard, man. So he's he's getting better, but um, but he's he's fun, man. He's super fun to work with. Uh, oh, all you guys are special and different, and he's he's a different kind of different. But um, he's I, I told him 
this like straight up. I said, like, this is after he fought Max. And and I was like, man, you fought for a world title. You're 14 and one, and you're one of the least athletic fighters I've ever worked with. Really? Like, physically, um, dude. If we get you even remotely athletic, you're gonna be fucking unstoppable. Um, it's not that he's not athletic. He's just not. He's not trained in those areas at all. You know what I mean? Like his speed, his strength, like all that stuff is really, really low. Um, and he's like, okay. And now we've been training it. He's, he's got, he's got probably amazing, like static strength. Cause I've seen him grab some dude's fucking neck in the third round. Yeah. He's got special strength. Like if you put him in a weight room, you'd be like, wow. Yeah. What the hell? But when he grabs your neck, you're just like, people just, they're like, I thought I was going to die. My head is going to explode. I never felt anything like that. Um, and I've seen him do things in training, man, in sparring. We are like, how did you even do that? Yeah. He, he, he's, I'll put it this way. The way I describe Brian is he's playing a different game than everybody else is. Like when he's fighting, he's playing a way different game. And he has, he has one special skill fighting wise that I've only seen in a few people. And he, it's his vision. Like he, he sees he, fighting is so natural because he's been in so many fights to him, but it's just so natural. I mean, kind of like you had, where you're just like, some people just don't care about getting punched. No one likes to get punched. Right, it right, not, right. But it just doesn't really affect them too much. Right. And he has that where like he, he can see punches and stuff, and he's fine just slipping the punch and moving. The problem is, at this point in his career, he just doesn't have the offensive skill set to do much back. But his vision with what he sees and was able to, to move and his, his – um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? But his his fight instincts are just so off the chart. Yeah. So now I'm like, if we can put the physical stuff, which the beauty of it is, I'm like, dude, that's the stuff that we can't train or teach. Right. And you already got it. And we can put the physical stuff just to be moderate, and you can match that stuff. And then striking wise, developing some offensive skills outside of just natural punching power and instinct. Um. Then then you got a real chance to be real real competitive because when he fought Max. He just didn't know what to do. You know, like he, he watched awesome fight. against Frankie. I never saw that in my life. I was like, "What?" All natural, man. Like he just he saw what Frankie was doing, and I could tell you, there's three times in his finishes that I could tell you about where, like, they made the finish up in the locker room right before they walked out. So I was in Fresno when he fought Cub Swanson. And you remember when he when he choked out Cub? Yep, yep, yep. Dude, I swear to God, Henner legit showed him that. Right before they walked out. What, a guillotine? That, that, that specific jumping guillotine up against uh, the fence like that. Yeah. And Brian I, like Brian was like, no, that's not going to work. And Hannah was like, no, I'm telling you, do it, do it. And he got in that situation, he did it, and it worked like immediately. Yeah. Jeez. He did that in the Moicano fight, the same thing. The Moicano fight was exactly – like they the, we, it was down. We, they were to figure out like, okay, if we do this combo in this spot, he always shoots a double or always shoots a single leg off of it. You can grab his neck. And he did it in exactly what McConnell did uh, and pulled him. And then there was another one, too, where he showed him right before, right, as they walked out, and he did it, and then he got a submission like that, too. Yeah, but, I mean, that's like – so him with jiu-jitsu is kind of like me with wrestling. You could just show me one thing. like, oh, okay, yeah, that's – 100%. You know what I mean? It's, it's like if you yep. if they were trying to show me a submission before I walked up, I'd be like, uh, hang on. I need, I need yeah. like 70 more reps. Yeah, that's what I mean with, like, when he plays a different game out there – um, because he's not like in practice and stuff, he's not looking for, for things. He's, um, he's just so comfortable and confident in there. And there's nothing phases him. 
that he can go for things in submissions and positions where you're like, oh, you lost a position. He's like, I don't even care about the position. Yeah. Because he has that he has that ender skill, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, kind of like just like you had with wrestling, you know, where it's like, I don't really have to work my punches that much to make sure I'm in the right spot. Because if I need to go for takedown, like I can just do it. This is gonna happen. Yeah. You're just gonna react before you know what's gonna happen. Right. Really. So. You get that same that same instinct you had just in a different area of the game. So now, Andy, do you watch fights? Huge fan, huge fan. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit. Well, it's part of my job. Okay, so you before know? we get you out of here, we'll I, talk. No, uh, so. If Dana White says Tony versus Khabib is happening, he says he has a location. Yeah. He's bringing the whole card, probably to Russia or somewhere. Who do you think wins that fight? I, look, my uh, my student former student is Tony's strength coach. Okay. One of them. Uh, I think he's, I don't know if he works for him right now. Cause Tony has like a thousand different coaches and he just makes shit up. Yeah. I was going to say, have you trained with Tony? I have. Have you trained with him? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause he's been, he used to train to rain a lot. So yeah. I used to see him down there a lot. Um, it just makes things up as he goes the whole time. That's a hard fight for Tony to win though, to be honest with you. That's what I told him. I, think, I said I don't think he has a chance. That's a hard fight for him to win. I think Tony. You know, like Tony has problems. that. Like Tony has that. I does not get tired. Tony has that same mentality too. Like Tony doesn't give a fuck. And that that counts a lot. Yeah, but if you can't move, not giving a fuck doesn't do anything for you. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, like I don't think people have fought Tony very smart the last couple of fights too. People just don't, don't pay attention. Now, he's definitely a gamer. Because, like, I've sparred him, and I was, like, taking him down at will. I'm like, this is also before he is where he is now, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But just in the back of my head, I was just like, I don't know. He didn't feel super strong. I mean, he did some, like, funkier things, I guess. I don't know. But it wasn't like – I look, I was like, I could definitely beat him for sure. Like, you know? So and, here, here's a good example, right? This isn't to talk shit about Tony at all. No. Um, but like, let, let's look at some of his stuff. He's won 11 fights in a row in that division against. This is insane. Like seven. That's just what insane. I'm saying. Is I think he's a fucking gamer. I think when the the brighter it shines, I think he gets. I don't know. Well, he goes crazy. He goes straight into crazy mode, and he throws. And he just goes to a level of crazy people don't understand. Now, also, he didn't. I don't think he knew who I was. I mean, there's a lot of elements like we're just training. Maybe what you know. I mean, there's a lot of elements that. You yeah, know. but but if you go back, remember when he fought um, Lando, Veneta? Yeah. Tony got dropped like five times in that fight, right? E- e- easily, like within a pink of there, that fight could have been over, right? They could have stopped that fight. One more thing, and all of a sudden, and that happened to him against um, Pettis. Anthony Pettis. That happened to him uh, against somebody else in between that. So that like eleven fight streak could have like this close. Yeah, could have. Could be seven and three, right? Which is still crazy good. And the guys he's beat, the way he's beat him, Barbosa landed on him big time too, right? So it's not that 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 thing is fake. It's just that he he just caught a good run. He's super fucking tough. He's so good, and he and he he had a couple of things bounce his right way when he needed to. You know what I mean? Like seven and three versus ten and zero is is that close sometimes. So when you look at Khabib though. That's chalk, man. Like, there hasn't been anybody put anything on him. Yeah. Even close. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'll I'll punch him up pretty good, but but other than that, man. So, 
yeah, Tony could, I guess, triangle him or something. Things can happen, but I don't think those those dudes fight ten times. Khabib's coming out of there a lot of the times with, with you know feeling good about himself. So now I think Khabib is the guy. I just think when they fight, Tony's going to have something for him. I don't know why. I just think well, Tony's going to put his hands on his face immediately. Yeah, I think Tony's going to cut him up. It's going to be the first time Khabib's ever been cut up. And I think... I don't think people give a flying fuck about getting cut, though. No, I'm just saying. And I think if that fight... So first and second round are going to be all Khabib. Third round will be interesting. And then I think fourth and fifth round are going to be Tony's. I just... If I'm a betting man... You're going... I would bet it doesn't get into those championship rounds. Okay. Yeah. But how? Unless he wants to. Khabib doesn't TKO people. What do you mean? He holds them down and punches them into submission. Submits them. He's, no, he submits them. He decisions them or he submits them. He doesn't knock people out. I think he could TKO Oh, um, Maybe. I mean, nobody else is really. T- I don't think anyone else is TKO, Tony. At least definitely not in the UFC. Or the amount of energy that Tony's going to have to use to even get back to his feet. To make it to those rounds? Yeah. It's, an, it's a very interesting fight. And I also think like the culture, too. Like the, the amount of yeah. lashings Khabib will get if he loses. Well, if he loses, the, the thing about moving that to you get to is like, I think you would generally say Tony has the better gas tank, right? Yes. Over the five round fight, yeah. that I would say him. he no, could no run question. faster or further than him. Yeah, but when you're on top and you're a wrestler, you get to take a lot of breaks mm-hmm. if you want, if you know how to do them. And Khabib has that skill set to understand when he's safe, when he's not. Right. So he he can make his gas tank look a lot better than it actually is. Yes. By getting up against the cage, putting his head, tucking it like so he can't get elbowed and stuff, and and do enough things to where he's comfortable, um, to where it just Tony might be like sprinting the last round. But I, I just don't real, know if it'll matter. The real thing though is like Tony cutting him really bad, where the commission's like, it, it's "This not, can't continue." Well, in Brooklyn, that could have been a real thing, but now it's not going to be in New York. So depending on where they have the fight, and I, if, you know, like we said, we think Dana should hit up Lorenzo, be like, "Yo, I need your yacht." For Saturday night. <laughs> How cool would that be? International international waters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's a really good idea. What what do you want, Dana? I need your yacht for the weekend. We're gonna do weigh ins and the fights. Yeah. Yep. It's gonna be fun though, man. Either way that they're both um Well they're doing like both supremely you know. talented and very fun to watch, so what happened? They're both just I mean they're they're not training with like too many people. Yeah. No. I mean, Tony, that's that, why, when you said you trained Tony's coach, I'm like, what did you teach him to run into fucking boxes and shit? Like, Tony's, the way he trains is fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, there's there's plenty of stories on that, too, where he's just like, because I'm mentoring this kid, you know. he he's I think he even cornered Tony for his interim title fight or something. And it's just like the kid is basically turning around to me and being like, oh, my God, what do I do, blah, blah, blah. And then I tell him, and he turned around. Goes Tony because he's like every day he's like this guy's crazy I don't know what to even do I'm like we're going to Big Bear and he's just gonna like build this thing and that's training for today and then he's just gonna kick the wall so then he wants a deadlift he's like what do I even? I'm like all right like so. yeah because uh, we had Jeremy Stevens on and he said for his last camp he was training with uh, with Ferguson him, with Ferguson and uh, he just said dude this dude just trains for like eight hours a day. Oh, yeah, like a 9-5. Yeah. 
I'm not surprised, man. And I've heard Chael but, say it. Like, what Tony would do is they'd be like, all right, practice. And then when practice is done, Tony would be like, anybody else want to keep going? And they would, the whole class would rotate in on him and, like, quit. Like, a round, yeah. they'd be done. Another round, they'd be done. Another round, they'd be done. And Tony'd still be like, anybody else? Anybody else? Right. But here's the problem with that, you know, is it's sort of like if Anderson Silva did nothing but but punch a heavy bag. Mm-hmm. Like you're, this, that's already your greatest skill set. You're, you're, you're not going to lose the fight because you're conditioning. It's already well beyond what it needs to be. So you should probably take that that energy and develop the stuff that you're really behind at. But he doesn't do that, right? So that's what I mean. Like it's just not a good use of priority, right? It's not a, it's not a good use of energy because you only fight twenty five minute fights, so you don't need to have the gas tank. You want to have gas four, tank where you can finish that twenty five minute. Yeah. It's not a wrestling tournament where you got to have six matches in a day. You got one. You're never fighting more than once in a day ever again. Yeah. So take that energy you have and get better at, at the physical side uh, of the equation that you're not good at. Strength, muscle, like speed, things like that He's, that he just doesn't have a lot of. So He is pretty tall. He's a lot. Yeah, he's lanky. He seems like he's a lot yeah. bigger than He's like 6'2", like 6'1". Yeah. Um, 155, I mean, that's... And I think pretty big man. He, but Khabib uh, is, yeah. however tall Khabib is, five nine or something. Khabib weighs two hundred pounds too, one ninety. Yeah. It cuts to fifty five. I think Tony probably weighs one ninety five, two hundred as well. You think? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't, no, think, he, I don't think he's he does, that big. No, he's not nearly that big. He's like he's a not. skinny dude. Yeah, he's like a skinny. Yeah, dude. he's 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 super skinny. He seems bigger than Khabib. He has no legs at all. No glutes. No hamstrings. Nothing. Got those, yeah, those fucking legs. muscles. Those muscles hold so much damn weight. Yeah, my uh, gents, my phone is gonna die here. Good. Any We're done with you. So. All right. <laughs> Do people call you Doctor Galpin? No. Hey, sweetheart, you call me anything you want. <laughs> you, keep, you keep wearing a jacket like that. You can call me anything you want. Just call me later. Ooh. Ooh. Like hey! All right, Andy Galpin, PhD. Thank you for joining us. We'll definitely do this yeah. again sometime soon. Get his book unplugged. Follow him on social media. What is it? Andy Galpin? At Andy Galpin? Dr. And- Dr. Andy Galpin. All right. Andy Galpin, you're the man. Thank you for the time. We'll talk to you soon. See you, gentlemen. Peace, bruv. The awkward hang-up. The awkward. Still looking man. at each other with no advice. He's uh, He's so knowledgeable on like a lot of things oh yeah so we got nothing back from dp no diamond never got back to give me. him one more text and see what he says because we have wonder boy said he has to reschedule for thursday as teach kids karate's class and alex volkanovsky actually just had a funeral his grandfather died so he said should i go for an australian accent yeah hey mate today won't work the funeral has changed times because of what's happening. I need to drive home tomorrow, eight-hour drive, so we can have a chat then, eh? <laughs> I, that didn't sound. I mean, I don't. I don't know. If... Well, here now. Did he say anything? He didn't say anything bad. But here, here was what he sent me a couple of days ago. So we'll see how we'll compare mine and his Australian accent. Why is it not playing? Oh, that's why I'm on low. Yeah, why well, I want to play this? I don't know. Are you hooked up to like a computer or something like that? No. 
Maybe he made it so you can only play it one time. I don't think so. So you can't tell people that you and him are friends? We're not friends. My connection to him is the Menace in the Man show and George Hickman, who's your friend. Yeah, he is. I don't know. Why well, wouldn't it play right now? Or is it playing? I can't hear it? No. But he was like, hey, mate, sounds awesome. I'd love to come on your show. Man. But we'll see what DP says. And then worst case, we're going to table this episode. But Wonder Boy had to teach some. He's doing virtual kids karate. Okay. So here's what I got from Wonder Boy. He's teaching a kids remotely. A kids remote. He is now teaching kids remotely at his karate school. So uh, the homie Lewis, my my tenant here. Um, his daughter takes Taekwondo. Okay. And with the whole, you know, coronavirus and stuff like that, they are trying to do the class like online. Yeah, I'd be like, fuck out of here. Well, what do you mean? I see Tiger Showman's killing it with that. I saw. Yeah, Jimmy no, Rivera. I think it's good for some kids, but like me personally, like I'm not paying you to fucking, you know, be a video on the TV. I could just YouTube. Fucking Taekwondo classes. I'm not going to keep paying you a membership. That's just me, personally. Oh, 100%. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Um, but I get it times are hard. I mean, also, I don't have a, you know, my kid's not in a tight, ty- you know, there's, I don't have any loyalties somewhere where, like, I'm trying to help somebody, you know, because obviously they'd be going through hard times, too. I don't know. Well, I've seen that Me, a personally, bit. hey, freeze, keep. Keep paying freeze your my gen- account. No, oh, freeze you want, my account. You want your shit frozen? Yeah. Because I was going to say, even that's something I've seen is a lot of people asking you like, yo, keep supporting the gym. Like I saw Lima yeah. posted it. Yeah. I've seen Animals MMA posted it in Yonkers and a few gyms like, yo, if you guys can and you guys are willing to and you, you're able to pretty much in this time right now, keep supporting your gym. But I get what you're saying. That's the flip side of the coin, too. Yeah. yeah. Freeze my account. Well, I mean, or. Like pay to freeze it, not just like no money coming. Maybe twenty bucks instead of because or freeze it, and I'm definitely coming back. Yeah, I don't know. Like once, or give me a discount. I don't know. Like once this thing is over, give me a discount rate. (laughs) No, I'll be back. Yeah, and you could start uh paying me. So I like your whole little setup, but man, today's episode. I mean, Andy Galpin was great, but. We got DP no showed and fucking Volkanovsky and Wonder Boy got it's better not, things to do. It's no, it's not a, a problem. It's not, but it's frustrating. It makes me want to get your crossbow and shoot them all in the fucking leg. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like I, don't, the, I don't know if they're scared to come on now, and they, now they have to come on, or if they're, they're like scared Fuck of this me. Guy. Of course they're not scared of you. Who would be you fucking? I don't know. Some people might. In the comments, guess how much Stan weighs now. How much do you think I weigh? I want, I want the people to guess. What do you think? That's all I, I care about. I know how much you weigh. How much do I weigh? 270 pounds? Nope. 260. <laughs> 260. So you're off by a few. All right. Okay. I'm calling bullshit. What are you calling bullshit on? You're 270 pounds. 260. Maybe 275. Nope. I weighed myself the other day. Dude, I think we should call, call, it, a, call it a day and get on the sticks. Ooh, I like that. Thank but, you. But real quick before, okay, what did I want to discuss? So we got a little Khabib Tony, which might happen. We don't really care about this other shit, I guess. What's but that? What do you got? 
Well, Connor versus Gaethje is being talked about. Okay, cool. I like that. Who do you think wins that one? Gaethje. Really? Yeah. Okay. How? Knockout? Or does he grind? I, I, I think, don't think. I mean. Gaethje doesn't actually, have it yeah. in him to grind him out. What? Gaethje's going. No, I'm saying not. He, can he? Yes. But Gaethje ain't built like that. You're talking Gaethje, about like his. His, his machismo. Fight, his fight IQ? No. I'm talking about his fucking gangsterness and his machismo. Yeah. He's not like like when remember when I said you don't wrestle? He's like, I do wrestle. I pull and then I punch and I, I faint and then I punch. Mm. Like he doesn't wrestle wrestle. He's not shooting takedowns. He's not taking Connor down. He's mm. thre- maybe threatening a takedown and punching yeah. Connor in the face. Well, I mean face. I think But he'll be there for Connor to land that left hand. Poirier. Yeah. The fight that I'll use as the example is Poirier. Like we had great talking points for Poirier. I'm upset that Poirier no-showed us playing fucking hopscotch with his kids or something. I mean, maybe. How many kids does he have? He has a few, right? Yeah. He might be kind of one of those guys that you just got to call out of the blue. Yeah. You know? So do we call him right now and see what happens? I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Fuck it. Well, I don't know if he'll answer FaceTime from a random number. Um... Well, do you think maybe he's screening calls right now? He's got nothing. He's not doing anything. What do you mean? I'm saying so. Just text him. Calling you right now. And then I'll call him. No, just call him. Just full send? Yeah. I need to re-get him for a few minutes, or we reschedule. That's all we got. You know what I mean? I'm not. Bro, what do you mean? I didn't think you were fibbing. I like. I see the cool. Yeah, fast six, but hit him up before five. So. So he the one playing games. Um. I mean, I think. If Gaethje only stands with Connor, I don't like that fight as much for Gaethje. But if Gaethje he's standing with incorporates Connor. a little bit of wrestling, like the push, the pull, and whatnot. No, like get one takedown and don't do go go for another shot the rest of the fight. Like establish that you could take him down if he plants hard. I think he's you know sta- what I'm saying. I think he's standing with Connor. He doesn't. That's his style. His style is to fight. I mean, it's exciting as F. Oh, my God. Yeah, he don't play those games. I wanna, I'm tuning in. Yeah, that's an amazing fight if they do make it, but we'll see. I would like the, I mean, right I would now, like a build-up to that. I think that'd be Right funny. now, there's no fights. Like, even I saw Aljamain talking. People were saying, oh, you're fighting Cody Sanhagen in San Diego. He's like, I'm not fighting fucking anybody anywhere. There's no fights going on. He's like, there's no contracts. There's no nothing right now. Like, why is this even being reported? Mm. Like, so Cody Sanhagen was supposed to fight Dominic Cruz tentatively in San Diego on May 16th. Dominic Cruz pulled out pretty much probably for the coronavirus or whatever. So then it got booked or tentatively booked him versus Aljo. And then they reported it. Like, news sites started reporting it. And then Aljamain was like, I'm not fucking fighting May 16th. I don't even, I can't even train. Right. And then people on the, on Twitter... Oh, excuse me. People on Twitter started posting like, 
oh, you're scared. Aljamain's fucking scared and blah, 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 blah. Like, what do you mean? Like, Jorge Masvidal doesn't need a training camp. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, same thing like that, though. Oh, and he was God. like, what the fuck? The average Joe does not get it. No, not at all. Like, it's his livelihood. Like, why shouldn't he be prepared? Well, I think where he was at and where Dominic Cruz is at, they should make Dominic Cruz versus Aljamain. Cody Sanhagen still needs another big win to get in that talk. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if he wins against Cruz or like if Cody Sanhagen, if Cody Sanhagen beats Cruz coming off a three-year layoff, he doesn't deserve a title shot. I agree. If Cody, but, if Cody Sanhagen beats Aljamain when Aljamain's coming off wrist surgery, he doesn't deserve a title shot. Like Aljamain will be his first big win. He needs another title shot worthy win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Aljamain is a fight away from a title shot. Yeah. Hang on, I think he should be. Well, the Aldo Henry fight got obviously postponed. No, it's still uh, that's still tentative. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's still tentative. Well, I mean, he could also in my head he could sit and he should be next shot. Who? Aldo. Aldo. Oh uh, yes. No, actually, the way the UFC works, he's going to get left behind. And they're going to look at it like, oh, well, we offered you Cody Sanhagen when the world was shut down. So you didn't take it. His phone might actually be off because it keeps just saying call failed. So that would make sense why he's not replying to me. We'll table this for another day. But Menace and the Man, episode 70. We had a good talk with Andy Galpin. He dropped some knowledge. It was good for you to catch up with him a little yeah. bit. But so, yeah, I'll talk to you a little bit after the show, or I'll put you on the spot right now, and maybe you want to do something Thursday. Any chance? We'd have a stacked lineup on Thursday. We're going to have to play it by ears. We're going to see, you know, see what the people say. What's the people? And watching this right now. Well, do you have plans? Um, what's today? Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm not really sure. What would your plans possibly be? You know, maybe on the sticks. I might have overtime or like, here's where it would definitely be a go is if they have us working from home. Like I'm on standby. Why? Is that something they're talking about? Potential. Why are they doing that? Because, so I'm not like this? so we're not in like around other people. Okay. At work we have to be around each other, you know. Okay. But if you only need one crew to get the lights on, okay. So today obviously wound up being a little jambled. But even like Thursday, what I would have for Thursday is Sean O'Malley, Megan Anderson, Volkanovski, and Wonderboy. Wow. Which is fucking stacked. Today, I should have had Volkanovski and Wonderboy, and you should have had DP. I should have had? I mean, you. Ha- I'm saying, blah, 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 you almost, we were, go- we were supposed to have Dustin Poirier. Right. But life gets in the way. People got I know. I families know. and shit to do. Hey, we're in, we're in a weird time right now. Oh, very weird time. Yeah. I mean, it is almost like that. Like you said, like people don't have shit to do. We could probably just start fucking calling people. <laughs> Someone's going to answer, you know, but we'll save that for what's well, like a weird thing. Like on like your day off, you don't want to be like, yeah, I got to be somewhere. I got to be on my phone at fucking 
Six. But what do you mean your day off? Just, I mean, do you're you, not doing anything. You're, you're, an, you're an essential employee. No, I'm not saying my day off. I'm talking about, in general, right? People being quarantined, it's kind of like they were kind of waking up every day and like, uh, what should I do today? And just kind of winging it. But if you told me in my day of winging it, I got some, one thing to do, it's kind of going to kind of annoy me. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Like, ah. Uh, Cause then when I have, one, let's say I have something to do at six, that shuts down for me. Four p.m. to. Um, if you have something at six p.m., you're shutting down four five p.m. I mean, I'm not gonna get in anything. I w- I probably wouldn't even start a movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> An hour and a half movie, and I'll be done. Perfect. Yeah, time. but then there's for me there's this. I'm a real like off the whim kind of guy. Or I'll go with a two a two hour and seven minute movie, and I'll show up to your shit seven minutes late. I don't know what you're. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, but I don't know. Or I'll pause that movie at six oh one, and then be like, "Yo, I got a fifteen minutes late, but yo, I gotta go. I gotta watch the last six minutes of this movie." You could do that. I, what I'm saying is like, it's a hassle. Okay, I could see that you know? a little bit in some people's eyes. But right now we're all quarantined. What else you got to do? I agree. But New York is different. Like we were just talking to Andy Galpin. He was in California. New York's different. Yes. Like I don't think California has the same thing we do. San Francisco does. But so we'll talk off the air. But even people, let Menace know if you guys want yeah. to uh, hear encore. us talk to some encore. other people. Some encore people this, later this week. So, Menace and the Man, episode 70. Well, I had other topics, but like politics. You don't want to talk politics. No, I don't. Yeah, not at all. So. Well, see you later. <laughs>